The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It is April 22nd, 2020, the Wednesday Night Wars. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I look at the screen and see Matt Morgan, and I just immediately start losing it. Matt's smiling because he's in the afterglow from uh, the, the Rajback experience on Monday Night Show. What would you guys, you fans at home watching this, really think of that time like we open the show? Like, people do that, by the way, and they're phony. <laughs> We're so happy to be here. I think, I mean, most of the time, actually, I'll say, Matt, you are in a remarkably good mood when we start the show, given everything you have going on with your city with your family, just, and I mean, even before this crisis happened, um, I can imagine how long the days you're pulling are and the fact that you sit through all of this wrestling and show up here, uh, still even with half a smile on your face is a testament to your good attitude. Thanks brother. Thank you for saying that. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. Um, so tonight me, Matt Morgan, Justin Labar, we have to travel in the wake. We have to follow Monday night show and Raj back, uh, when Ryback was on the show, which, uh, what did you think of that? Can what did you think of that, Matt? Really quick, can I just say yeah. something? Um, like, did should we have like made fun of Raj more or something? Yes, it wasn't hundred percent. Okay, so that's what a lot of fans are telling me, and I'm like, I did throw in there, you know, Raj, or, you know, are you jealous that you know Ryback didn't buy you any luggage for your wish list? Um, you know, little things here and there, but there was no space to get any of this stuff in. Yeah, and Raj felt like, uh, well, one, you and Ryback together is great because, I mean, you have such similar yet different viewpoints. I loved when you were guest on this podcast. I was telling Justin before we started, watching Raj, Raj was acting like the way you act the first time you bring your girlfriend to hang out with you and your friends. That's how Raj was acting. <laughs> <on the podcast. laughs> yes, yes, totally. Yeah. 100%. That, that is the best analogy. Yes, and folks, when I keep telling you about Raj's red when he gets red faced, right? Go back and watch the start of the show when he introduced when uh, Ryback gets introduced. Watch proud Raj's face in all of his glory. Ah, <laughs> uh, so who went? Who, so who won? Who went over? Was it the uh, Rajback or or the Jewprint? Who won? <laughs> I think I think it was the Matt, and I think it was the the surprise where Matt and Ryback just rode off into the sunset while Raj and I sat here we, politely. Yeah. We definitely ate up way too much oxygen. <laughs> but it was good. And we'll have him back. And I'm sure it'll get a little looser and more comfortable um, the more that we just podcast with him. But, no, I thought it was good. I was glad to thank, thank him greatly for doing the show. And, uh, yeah, we went way easy on Raj. Next time, no way. But, yo, d- d- like one of the fans tweeted the other day, like, hey, you guys, there wasn't enough shenanigans. You know, one of our best fans <laughs> said that. And I was about to reply, but I, I didn't. I'll say it here instead. I wanted to save it for this and say I would argue Ryback taking Vince McMahon out to the frigging woodshed and back again was pretty darn shenanigan-ish. Um, yeah. Dude, yeah. He, put it, he put the leather events about, uh, you know, the formulaic, the formula that they have there, people not getting insurance. And we've heard that before. But not from a, you know, very rarely do you hear from a star of his magnitude. That dude was a main event WWE wrestler, no matter what way you want to slice it. Whether you're a fan of him or not, he was. And uh, just recently, 
you know? It usually takes guys about 10 years before they start talking like that because they always think they're going to want to come back, and he's just like, yeah, I'm going to do what I want to do. <laughs> he's got his own business, man. He's got his own stuff. He is not beholden, and uh, I think that's refreshing. Yeah. You see it so many like men and women in this business that have, like, unresolved issues. And I've said this to you before, Matt. Like, you are not a guy that you don't carry around that baggage, and Ryback doesn't either, but you see so many interviews with former WWE talent, and they've still got this thing where it's like, why doesn't daddy love me? Why won't the old man accept me? Yep. They just want approval. Very true. When when I got released, Johnny Ace was very specific. He said, "Don't you know? Don't burn the bridge." Uh, I remember being like, "What? Don't talk negatively about the company." Yeah. And and I, I was high. I, I was using drugs at the time. So, right. I was fully in my addiction at this point. And I remember being like, "Yeah, right. Good luck with that." Um, my first interview, I, I ripped into them. And it was very immature of me in retrospect. It was totally me, you know, doing what a lot of guys used to do, which is just bury the damn company because you're freaking butthurt that you got released, mm. essentially. Yeah. You know, and I was I was no different. But um, yeah, over time, when I talk negatively about it now, it's not like negatively about the company. It's generally always about the show, no, no offense, the creative team at times. Um, you know. Yeah, no, I think, and I think uh, it's the thing where, you know, as you move on from it, you get peace with it. But you see, there's a lot of performers that don't ultimately. And uh, that's got to be a hell of a burden to carry around with you the shadow of uh, your time on the main roster. Definitely. You know, but what do they say, Matt? You either let your past define you or your past defines who you become. And I think uh, a lot of people don't take that latter road. Yep. You know? And if anything, you use it as a platform. That's a mega platform to use. You know what I mean? It really, truly is, especially with our youth. It's yeah. huge. I have every kid's attention like you wouldn't believe. Just from the introduction of former WWE superstar, boom, they're at the edge of their seat. So I'm talking about addiction and anti-bullying rallies that I do or, or, or special education conversations, you know what I mean? And things like that. Trust me, I get their attention. I'll throw up a highlight video before I come in and they're like, they're pumped by the time I walk into that room. And I wouldn't have had that if it wasn't for wrestling. Yeah. Know? No, I think that's the thing. You got to use the platform and do something positive with it. Uh, thank you to Definitely. David 3X who's noticing I got a new hairstyle. Uh, here's the deal. I broke down yesterday when the temperatures got into the 80s in Northern California. And I was like, I've got to get this hair off of my head, off of my face. And uh, I'm really surprised. Uh, we'll transition this into an ad in a second, but I have to thank my wife for helping me with the back. Uh, it just, uh, Justin, you shaved your head as well. You, uh, I did. I had my yeah. wife do it as well. Yep. I'll tell you, man. Matt, how, how are you dealing without a haircut? How are you getting by? I did get by. Fuck, I did. Oh, you got a little there. Yeah, yeah. just not the top. I was yeah. going to do that. See, the problem is my hair is really thick, so it, like, poofs up. So I used to have my hair <clears> really <throat> high on the sides of the back, but then it became, like, Sideshow Bob on the top. Like, just the longer <laughs> it gets. I'm getting there. Yeah, the fluffier it gets. seven-foot vanilla eyes. <laughs> hey, you know, yeah, you, you're, you're close <laughs> enough, although vanilla eyes is what? Miami. Seriously. A1A. Beachfront Sweet. Avenue. Um, so tonight's podcast is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. If you are bored in the house bored in the house and so, 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 so bored, why not mess around a little bit with a new style, with a new cut, with a new do, with a new look? And I'm not talking about the hair on your head. 
talking about down below. Our sponsor today, Manscaped, is here to make sure your balls are smooth while you or your partner are playing with them. That's actually in the copy. I didn't just come up with that. Uh, no Manscaped. Way. <laughs> yeah, they use the word balls a lot. They're big fans of it. I thought I liked the word balls, but man, what's your favorite slang for, for the testicular area, Matt Morgan? Yeah, balls are nuts. Nuts, nuts is good. Nothing like uh, grapefruits. <laughs> I just always think of Anthony Michael Hall in Weird Science. Kicked him in the nuts. Uh, the family jewels. Anyhow, Manscaped. Um, so Manscaped is the only men's brand that is dedicated to below-the-waist grooming, and they promote clean hygiene when it comes to shaving your balls thanks to their lawnmower 3.0. While you're probably looking for new things to do at home, why not make Manscaping a part of your routine? I'm telling you, uh, yesterday, now I have two Manscaped razors. I'm not like Justin Labar, who just goes Rambo with one. And I've got one for up top, one for down <laughs> below. And let me tell you, I may not have, have uh, burned any fat or lost any pounds during this quarantine, but I lost a lot of hair yesterday. And I'll just let you use your imagination as to how Manscaped helped me uh, accomplish that task yesterday. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. It's precision to engineer tools for your family jewels. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with your new and improved lawnmower 3.0. It's waterproof, cordless, it's a body trimmer, and it has a ton, they've got a ton of other liquid formulations in that packet to round out your manscaping routine. I really like their body wash. You've been using that the last couple days as well. And this third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to Manscaped advanced skin-safe technology. And in that perfect package, you'll also find the Manscaped prop crop preserver that's anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. We're living in the future, folks. You're nice. probably sitting... You're it's probably, awesome. It's, it's awesome. Get it. It's so good. Get it, guys. And let me tell you, Matt, you're you're so tall. If you're not deodorizing down there, people are like, what's that smell? What's going on? Because you're like, you're you're a bikini area is like eye level with some people. That's how tall you are. So uh, Manscaped. To be fair. To be, to be fair, you use it when you come out. If, if you're in the directions, you use it when you come out of the shower. Now, oh, yes. If yes. you have the time when you're sweating up a storm to run inside your house and put that <laughs> stuff on, you got bigger fish to fry down there than not taking a shower. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so uh, you're probably sitting on the couch with your hand on your balls anyhow. So you might as well keep them smooth as eggs and smelling fresh. So, somebody wrote, somebody showed up at work. In a cube, well, now they're working from home, but still, they put in the time, <laughs> effort, and energy right and collected a paycheck to say, might as well keep them smooth as eggs and smelling fresh. Just visualize that. Uh, subscribe to the perfect package. Two and get of those are oxymoronic. Well, yes. Uh, so, really quick, Manscaped, let me write it. Let me write it. I will do an amazing <laughs> job at it. Eggs and fresh are oxymoronic. But well, unless they could be fresh eggs. But anyhow, subscribe to the perfect package. You'll get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months, which is great. And make sure your trimmer always stays fresh and clean. And for a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, that's a $39 oh. value add. Add the patented high-performance oh. anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs, which I have a pair of. And they are oh so comfortable. Yes. yes They're really good. They're really good. I'm going to buy some more of those. I'm going to throw out my old underwear and switch to the Manscaped boxer briefs. I it's love like them. A, it's a soft pillow for your balls all day Ooh, long. There you go. Uh, so this is the, indeed the perfect package for your perfect package. And you'll get 20% off plus free shipping with the code WINC at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor. Always use the right tools for the job. That's 20% off and free shipping. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code WINC at manscaped.com. Save 20%. 
get it shipped free. Manscaped.com. Use that promo code WINC and make make playing with your balls the best part of your day. Thanks, Manscaped, uh, for uh, I read this now out there in the world. So thank you, Manscaped, for sponsoring the podcast. And uh, there's the code on screen: twenty percent free shipping. Manscaped.com. Code WINC. Justin, you've been having any adventures in body grooming? Aside from uh, the top of your head, <laughs> no, I love it. I, I got the, the like I said the, um, the 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 out of the shower deodorant, the no shaving, the no shaving. I love the the boxers. I love the the LED light that is on the uh, Manscaped lawnmower. It is very helpful when you're you know you're getting in some weird spikely angles that you're trying to you're trying to shoot at. Um, <laughs> no, I thought you were great. saying like I'm going to do the lines, like I'm going to do some pubic <laughs> reaching and like put the zigzag lines in there. I'm going to get in there and do some art on it. Uh, Xavier Leone, Super Chat, saying Glenn's haircut is fresh AF fire. Uh, seriously, let me let me tell you this is probably the best testimony I can give to how powerful yet safe these clippers are. My hair is very thick. Every other razor I've ever owned, electric, whether it's body hair or cutting my own hair, I have to go over it 20 times to get it fully smooth, to catch all the hairs, to get it clean. With this, no lie, I did everything in about 15 minutes. And it was simple. It was easy. Uh, yeah. I mean, like I spent probably more time cleaning up after myself than I did actually getting all the hair off of my head and my body. So yes, uh, Manscaped, we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Thank you. Yes. Matt Morgan is back. Ah. I didn't like I didn't like my hey, sorry fans. I did not like my camera angle after watching our show back the other time. So I'm trying to figure out oh, yes. there we go. Jay Lane saying that I ripped off Brock's hairdo. I, I was afraid about, you know, I cut it shorter because I was afraid if it was really long, I was like, this is going to look too much like Matt. It's going to look like a weird, I'm doing a weird single white female thing with Matt Morgan. And uh, <laughs> it be very uncomfortable. No, um, need to go bop, bop, bop. I'm too scared to do it though. Yeah, right. Because then it becomes like that I Love Lucy episode with trimming the Christmas tree. And the next thing you're just shaving your head entirely. Yes, that won't be a good look. Yes. Yeah, at least. Uh, I mean, Jasim, two dollars. Wants to know if we can get a Johnny Ace impression from Justin. Is that in your repertoire? It's in everybody's repertoire. You could do it. <sighs> oh, I gotta tell you, my voice used to be a lot higher when I didn't use the Manscape. But now these balls, these are great balls. These are Johnny Ace's balls, Manscape balls. How do you feel about that, Matt Morgan? <laughs> don't, 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 Glenn. Glenn, don't, Glenn. Just let it sit. Let everybody across America watch this right now. Hey. Cringe in unison. Yes. To, okay. No prep here. No I'll, prep. I was off the, off I'll, the I'll, I'll give it to you. Listen, kid. Don't burn any bridges with this company. All right? We got you set up in New Japan. You're going to be a freaking monster there. You're going to make great money. People are going to forget about that character. And when you come back a year from now, it'll be all under uh, water under the bridge. Oh, giant. Johnny, with all due respect, it might be water under the bridge for you guys, but there's this thing called, I don't know, my family that I need to support. Um, so, yeah, this wasn't my idea. I was just going along with, you know, what Mr. Redman wanted me to come up with, yeah, what, what he came up with. I know, I know, but uh, it's just never a good, it's never a good look to, uh, you know, bury the company, especially if you want to come back. Johnny, I never said I wanted to come back. Oh, well, then, okay, good luck in your future endeavors, kid. There you go. Yeah, it's always with funny when context. With, with it's always great when people are trying to explain to you how something isn't that big of a deal when for you it's a life or death decision. Um, the best advice I ever got from uh, our bands back back when I was doing music, our attorney also repped like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, Jewel, a lot of other acts, and um, 
I would ask him for advice and he would say, well, look, man, you know, this is what I think, but he's like, I deal with hundreds of careers a year. Like you've got one career that you're in charge of. So it's not about what I think it's about what feels right to you. And that's always what stuck with me when taking things with a huge grain of salt, when people try and put it in perspective for you. you know? What did, what did that lawyer cost you? Good God. He's got some high, high profile talent. Uh, he was going to just make 3% of basically everything that we made. Straight percentage off the top. Listen, and it, yeah, three percent, three percent for jewels a hell of a lot of money. Yeah, oh yeah, and that's why they do it. I mean, because you know they're just working on the numbers game. But it's only something like one out of every twenty. It used to be one out of every twenty bands actually made money in music. Now it's got to be like absurd what the odds are. Um, but anyhow, we have a lot to talk about tonight with NXT and AEW. Do we want to talk about the top story before we get into these recaps? I know people like the recaps, but this Drake Maverick thing is uh i know it's not sitting right with a lot of people out there i feel like it's a very divided reaction yes. i feel like we should talk about this first so yes. drake uh got cut last wednesday from the wwe roster with talents like zach Ryder, kurt hawkins carl anderson luke gallows Heath slater eric young rowan sarah logan no way jose mike Shiota, uh mike canellis maria canellis ec3 aiden english leo rush primo and epico now aside from aiden english and leo rush there's no one else from the cruiserweight division who was affected uh, directly by these cuts. I guess maybe Eric Young, although he uh, kind of was all, uh, on many rosters. Yeah. But anyhow, Drake cut that promo last Wednesday about how he was still competing in the Cruiserweight Tournament, and these might be his last matches yeah. ever. Now, this was a very heartfelt promo. You could tell he was teary-eyed during it. But I said to Justin Labar yeah. before we got on the air last week, and I didn't say it on the air because I didn't want to be a hater or uh, just put out wild conspiracy theories, but I said to Justin, like, do you think this might be a work? Because doesn't it seem weird that they're letting him go and they're still putting him on TV? And, uh, you know, hey, I was cut and this is terrible, but watch those three matches, folks, because I'm going to give it my all. Like, it was straddling the line. Something didn't sit right with me. So today he was a guest on WWE's The Bump doing an interview about his upcoming performance in the tournament. Triple H doing an interview talking about Drake's going to take this opportunity uh, and make the most of it. And, uh, then tonight they had it in the promo before his match. So it is a, a round robin tournament. He did lose tonight, so he's not out of it. But Justin, what do you think about how much they're taking this idea that he's not with the company, but he might be essentially earning a spot back with his performance in this cruiserweight tournament? Well, it's certainly not something common and traditional we see, especially when you figure his. It, it would be one thing if his release was just his release by himself. It would be one thing if last Wednesday he was the only name they said that they were releasing. Then you could, you know, okay. But the fact that his name was part of a very bloody Wednesday, both for talent and for employees uh, in response to this, uh, to this pandemic, that's what's interesting. As soon as we saw he's re released – all the entire social media and, 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 and WWE world, we figured, okay, well, the Cruiserweight stuff must already be taped, and so they're just going to air it because they already have it in the can, and that's that. But no, the, the match we saw tonight was live. It happened live. So he didn't win it. Uh, he didn't win, um, but it, it is interesting. It is, it's, 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 not a, it's not a typical situation that we would see here. Um, and, yeah, you, you, the interview and really kind of just – it's not like they just put him out there and just said, okay, hopefully people forget about this. They're, they're really highlighting him. Uh, and remember, this is a company that just a few weeks ago pulled Roman Reigns out of a world title main event in WrestleMania and replaced him with, with you know, no explanation, just uh, you know, expecting people to understand the, the situation of the times. They could have very easily just pulled Drake Maverick and just replaced him with another cruiserweight and moved on, but they didn't, and they didn't for a reason, and that's what's, that's what's interesting about this. Yeah, 
I mean, they could have right. not, they could have not uh, cut him, right? I mean, again, in the cruiserweights, it, there's a lot of cruiserweights that are still under contract that were not affected by this. Now, Leo Rush, uh, you could say that you know he's had a turbulent run with the company, um, so maybe there there's some other reason why he would have been subjected to this. Uh, these cuts, you know, there were people that Mike and Maria Canellis who got. Uh, Mike asked for his release. Mike had done stuff uh, in the cruiserweight division. Um, but just to show you uh, when this match started, I, I have to, to highlight this because I thought this was uh, really interesting. Leo Rush tweeted saying, uh, either way this goes, it's kind of effed up uh, with this match between Drake and Jake Atlas tonight. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. What a great response to that. That yeah. really is really well said. Yeah. I mean, so I don't know. Like, I'm rooting for Drake, uh, Drake Maverick, the performer. Course, and who isn't? I, I guess the silver lining to this would be that maybe, um, you know, he cut that promo and WWE responded to it and they're taking the ball and running with it. But I think with so many people out of work right now, so many talent that got cut, I don't know. This just seems uh, a little insensitive. When Heath Slater was doing the I've got kids, I need this job storyline. They, they didn't issue a release saying he wasn't with the company. You know, like, we knew he was signed. We knew this was kayfabe. And I just feel like this is a little insensitive, given the current situation and how much people are tied up in what's going on right now. I think it depends. Everyone's going to have a different opinion on it. Um, if it is if, if it is a work. Um, I hope, honestly, for his sake, it is. I think, I, honestly, out of all those talents, for my money, for my money, He's the most versatile. Um, you could do the most with him. I really feel that way. And there's some really great talents that were released. Yeah. Um, a lot of friends of mine, too, for that matter. But uh, Drake is really versatile. And uh, he eats, sleeps. They all eat, sleep, and drink the business, obviously. But, you know, I do believe those tears were real. I do believe he was legit shoot released. Um, just giving my opinion. I don't know one yeah. or the other. But I'm just guessing that WWE may have seen that video and be like, holy crap, like, we just totally tore up this kid's world and maybe it got pulled on their heartstrings. I don't know. I hope it, I hope that's what happened. I hope he gets signed. Yeah. I, I also wonder if, yeah, they, they, you know, he was part of the release from, as Raj would say, main roster talent cuts for budget purposes mm. and maybe triple H goal, you know, and he's making whatever money he's making and maybe triple H saying, look, if, if, if I can get the guy to take a pay cut, you know, WWE, Raw and SmackDown really wasn't using him from in an in-ring standpoint. They, you know, he did a lot of comedy skits with the stuff of his wedding, and he did the 24-7, you know, chasing yeah, around. He but shot he never, stuff at which, his wedding. But so, so you know, maybe maybe Triple H is able to say, look, if I can get him to take a pay cut, can I keep him on the NXT roster and use him there, and let's actually utilize the guy? And maybe that's where this is spun. I don't know. but he, He's not somebody you release, just so you guys know. Like, people like Funaki, just because you're not a main event star doesn't mean you're – bulletproof like like it's not just main event stars that are bulletproof from getting releases it's those guys that the locker room loves yeah. like wwe events especially will go to bat and you know back and forth times over to keep them employed because they're good for that locker room therefore they're good for their business because a, a happy locker room a joy meal, a, ha- a laughing locker room they, they they that's very important to them still to this day it is um, while they do have a very positive and very good locker room, that dude's like the king of it as far as making people laugh and making them smile. Uh, everybody loves that guy, and he loves them back. He's, he is a little different in that regard. And uh, I just 
that's why I was really shocked they released him because he's so he's much more important than fans at home think he is just because they see the stuff he does on TV. Stuff he did do on TV, by the way, he got over. He got oh, yeah. over that ridiculous title. Yeah, the way the way Drake, uh, Matt, I, I've you know the, the Drake, Drake is a funny guy, but yeah, I, apparently everybody that's there in the, t- in the locker room loves him and, and he, he's jovial and there's a lot of things. A lot of the description about him, about how he is and about how he's respected, but he he keeps it light. A lot of it is similar to all the stories you hear about how Owen Hart was and how that that you know like that role in the locker room, just being able to make people laugh. He's respected. He's one of he's you know. He'd, he'd he'd fight for any of the boys in terms of uh, on matters of respect and 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 you know, yes. you know who's who's owed what. Um, so I mean I, I hope it. I mean again we all hope it's we all hope that he he has a job there and he has a platform because he is he is very talented. Yeah. It's just the the manner the timeline of this is is, is interesting. <laughs> it's it's unusual. And, and and if this was a work from it's, there's another reason I don't think it was a work from the beginning because he started putting out his indie stuff, which is a complete different character from the one he plays. On WWTV, completely different. I, I, in fact, the show he aired, uh, his first one he aired, I wrestled on that show in England. Oh wow! Uh, it's my first time meeting, my first time meeting him. And backstage, I'm watching through the curtain, turning to the rest of that roster, going, "This kid is, he's a effing star. Who mm-hmm. is this freaking kid? Ask anybody, even ask him." And from that moment on, I kept in contact with him. I took all of his YouTube videos, along with Young Bucks and other talents, and would ram them down Terry Taylor. Uh, in his office and make him watch him, and he was really good. It wasn't until the Bischoff got to TNA, finally, would somebody like watch it and actually take it and make use of those videos because that dude's been cutting YouTube videos for years. Yeah, These hilarious home skits that he does, and uh, oh my god, he's so talented! But that's a different character that I was gonna say that he plays. I, I still think, I really do think that they got so much flack about it or they felt bad about it. I said, you know what? He hasn't wrestled in these matches yet. Maybe, maybe that's what we do. We switch the story to him winning it then, because hmm. I don't want to fire this guy. Did you not see that video? Uh, maybe it's something like that. Yeah. Well, it's not, it's not well, Vince related. It's it's Hunter and Stephanie yeah. related. I would argue. And it, that's what leads uh, me thinking more along the lines of this being the case, because the way Triple H said in the interview on the bump today, saying like, "Oh, he's a great performer, and it was a tough decision, but he's going to make the most of this opportunity." It was just kind of like. I don't know. It does does seem a little uh, strange. Um, but Matt, to your point, remember, wasn't it Dolph Ziggler that did this like a year and a half ago when his contract was coming up? Put out like I am taking indie bookings. Like he did yeah. everything you would do if you thought you were leaving the company, and it ended up being. But there were a whole host of other towns that were just released during a coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Either. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I did the same thing at TNA just randomly when I made people think my contract was up and I went back to WWE. I was putting it everywhere, but I got taken off TV because I, at that time, was like in the fifth most matches of Impact history, which is way too much for a guy my size. A guy my size should not be on TV every single week wrestling. I just shouldn't be. I should be like an attract, not an attraction, but a step under an attraction. I would say. Yeah, that's how I'm booked me, and. Um, so once you see me, you've really seen me. You know what I mean? So I, I, they took me off TV for a few months, and people assumed I was going back to WWE. So I just started really peddling that hard on Twitter, and everybody bought it. And then I showed up at a house show in TNA and started jumping people over the guardrail, and they had footage of it. It looked good. It looked pretty legit. But um, the problem is nobody else was released with me. Yeah. Um, same with Dolph. That's what makes this very different and why I do believe it's legit. And I do think he got his release 
they're just thinking sec they're just, they're just coming back to it going you know what let's turn this to something good we shouldn't have released him let's you know what i mean yeah uh, well, I mean, I, I want the best for him. I want him to be employed. I want to see him win. I mean, to me, I, I'm rooting this, for this guy anyhow. Um, but yeah, I just think in the midst of everything else going on right now, it's, uh, I don't know, it plays a little differently than it would, Matt, like you're saying, uh, during a regular time when that's part of the standard playbook. Oh, I might be leaving the company. Um, anyhow, uh, that being said, uh, should we talk about AEW first tonight? I thought we don't have to talk about it either because we talked about that. Ah, <laughs> uh, serious. Wait, what? You don't want to talk about AEW? Okay, let's talk about AEW. Okay, let's talk about AEW a bit. Um, so tonight we opened with Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen, which I could watch this match ten years straight if I had to. Yes, this, this, come on, you knew this was going to be incredible. It was, really good match. it was their best match of the night, I think, AEW's. It usually is. Like, the other one time I saw them work, I thought it was outrageous. Yeah. Um, so I think him advancing with with Darby winning over Sammy, uh, that surprised me a little bit. But it's uh, Darby versus Cody, I'm sure, will be great again in the next round. This was the right booking. It was. Yeah. Sammy's good enough now. He's got enough steam on him where he can lose this and talk shit next week and whatnot. Get his heat back. Yeah, Sammy's been in that inner circle, standing next to Jericho, getting praised by Jericho nonstop. A lot more people know who Sammy Guevara yep. is now. He's got a lot more credibility, so he, yeah, he can afford to get a loss. And, and Darby Allen, on the flip side, Darby Allen did a lot of losing in these first couple months. Yes, so he now he can get something back. Yes. Um. So uh, quickly before we move on, uh, Sumed B., with the super chats is Matt, what are your thoughts on the brother versus brother match for being the, the elite 200? I could hear Jim Cornette from here <laughs> watching that screaming out that they're exposing the business. Um, I was entertained by it. I'm all, but I, I guys, it's not fair if you ask me young buck questions. I'm a huge young buck mark. Um, I think everything they do is fun, either funny or entertaining or super good wrestling. One of those three things. Um, so, of course, I liked it. I watch every BTE episode. So, there wasn't like just one episode I just randomly watched. Um, I watch every episode that they put out on YouTube. Uh, yeah. Since they've started. So, um, yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was good. There was parts of it that were like, eh. In fact, one of the times, dude, one of the, uh, what is it, Matt, uh, Nick Jackson took a freaking backdrop on the damn uh, concrete floor. You can see like the dirt. Huh. Dust on the concrete, on the concrete, like puff up as his body hit. I'm like, what are you guys doing taking these risks? Yeah. Uh, oh, let's talk about uh, the video package that opened the show with uh, Cody. Man, Cody loves that logo sitting in that chair talking about why he needs this TNT championship. Um, good opening. Good opening to the show. Yes. And he does love that logo. Yeah. The production. I don't feel like the production has suffered at all, really, with either show, but especially with AEW, I feel like uh, they're making the best out of this situation. Um, so what about this uh, Broken Matt Hardy promo tonight? Talking about having invited Chris Jericho, but now inviting Sammy Guevara to the compound to do Jericho's dirty work. Uh, uh, do you like how they're using Matt, Matt? I respect Matt doing all his things by staying true to himself, by staying home. 
that's what Matt, that's what I take from all the things Matt's doing. He's entertaining. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But um, the human, I guess, side of me is watching it going, good for him for being this creative and being able to make all these videos from home. And uh, you know what I mean? Like, there's something to be said for that. He could be breaking social distance or whatever you want to call it. He could be, you know, a lot of these other wrestling companies, WWE, they, they were filming. Yeah, WWE's still filming right now for that matter. You got Matt, you know, staying old and true to his word that he promised his family. He yeah. will follow CDC guidelines. And if he's got to do anything for this show, he'll be doing it from his home. So good for him. But entertainment-wise, it's Broken Matt Hardy. What's not to be entertained by? Yeah, it's Broken Matt Hardy, a little Three Faces of Foley, a little Bray Wyatt Fiend action, getting Matt as Matt Hardy himself, and then getting the, you know, getting the Broken yeah. Matt. And I mean, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I met, I met Matt, I think, in 2012. I mean, for the last day, I mean, he was rock and rolling with YouTube and editing and, and production at his house then. I mean, Matt, Matt Hardy has been a, a pro wrestler in training for eight years for quarantine. I mean, he he better than any wrestler can handle this because I mean he's got a he's got a he's got a warehouse of the wrestling ring. He's got you know his he and his entire yep. family got the production going, so he can shoot months of stuff creatively on, on his big piece of land that he's got uh, and, and 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 send it in. So I I don't know where they're going. You know I don't I don't because I I because back to as the Matt said to the real person. You know the guy's got a, a wife and family there. I don't know I, I don't know if they are going to want people from the outside coming in and filming a match or what they're going to, you know, I don't know, but um, they don't need to, because again, he could do all kinds of creative stuff just from the production uh, and his, and his creative range. But this was, yeah, this was really fun to watch. I mean, anything with Matt really is it's pretty much a home run. Um, so do you think he's going to wrestle at uh double or nothing with a pre-tape match? Where, 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 what do you mean? When is it? With with Hardy, well, it's a month from now. So I mean, I they're, think they're gonna have to find. Yeah, they're not. They're not doing it in Vegas, obviously, because because MGM canceled all events through May. But there's a there. But the belief is they're gonna do it somewhere in Florida, probably okay. Daly's place, because Florida's obviously allowing it. Right now, right now, they could legally go to Bailey's and shoot right now. Yeah. 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 So I think they'll have it there. And yeah, I think because he's doing everything legally, he's going to a place that you're allowed to perform in front of no fans. So yes. Yeah. Although I tell you the Hardy compound, I mean, I guess what Jericho would have to quarantine much cooler. for a while. I think it's much cooler to go to the Hardy compound. Yeah. Matt, would you quarantine? If you were an active wrestler right now, would you go quarantine for uh, 14 yes. days to have a match against Matt Hardy at the Hardy compound? Yes. I, I swear to God I would because those matches are usually pretty damn good and it's really well set up super cinematic you know high-end cinematic stuff and uh with the opportunity i'm not saying it would happen but i'd had the opportunity to try to move that needle forward in how those matches are viewed yeah i had hopefully brainstormed some cool ideas with him and had some things that i'd like to do not physically but part of the cinematic part of this that i would like be super stoked to even be part of um, hell yeah, I would. I would quarantine for 21 days. Wow. And Jericho versus Hardy, I mean, at the Hardy compound, that could be, like, that, I mean, no hyperbole, that oh, could be match yeah. of the year. I would love to see, see WWE Mason the boat, because I keep going back to Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy. Can you imagine, because right now, just if you imagine if that was The Fiend and yeah. Matt Hardy with this kind of uh, uh, limitless ability to do whatever the hell they want to do as far as, you know, high-end cinematic quality type sh- stuff goes like oh my god like the possibilities would be endless and they had yeah. them they had them both they had them both on the same roster and they were just doing weird creepy laughing 
that's you know that's that, what does that say? <laughs> I don't know. Vince didn't Vince didn't understand it. <laughs> Justin, just to pick us up, what do you think Vince's reaction was when he saw the uh, the the ultimate deletion or the final deletion? When he saw those matches. Oh man, I don't know. <laughs> Movies, huh? Mm. Let's get it on the WWE films. <laughs> it could be the Marine Thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh. Justin, you do. Hey, just like what, what, what do they say when a police like arrests you? What do they say you have the right to remain silent. Anything you can say or do can be used <laughs> against you in a court of law. You do have the right to say, Glenn, go after yourself right now. <laughs> and I'm not your little uh, mob, I'm not your little puppet. You missed one of the funniest moments ever on this podcast was when we were talking <laughs> with Nick Hausman back when Leo Rush was out there with Bobby Lashley. And remember, Leo had the earpiece in when he was out there saying that stuff. So Nick Hausman did a very shrill, high-pitched Leo Rush impression. And I said, Justin, what would Vince sound like saying all these lines into Leo's earpiece, telling Leo what to say? <laughs> and ever since then, that's why I lean on Justin for, for this Vince impression. Uh, Do you remember? Justin, give Matt just a taste. No. A bit. Just, just a taste. Just a taste a little. Just a little. <laughs> I know. It's, it's nobody remember. It's too old. I'm, see, I'm, too old. Telling, I'm, I'm shutting you down. It's too old. There okay. you go, Justin. There you go, Justin. Yeah. Statue of limitations. It's, it's over a year old. Everyone's happy. Oh, man. Uh, anyhow, yeah, you get a good impression. Matt, you're lucky you don't do impressions or be like all the time, Matt. Just just break but me I, off some of that. But I still know you're what like, you're, okay. but I still know what you're referencing, like, Glenn, because I, I still call Nick and leave him voicemails and do that at, at him. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn, Glenn is like my aunt, my aunt, right? Like, we'll be like, I'll be like at a family picnic and like she'll have like her coworkers. She would have like her coworkers show up. And it would be like her co-worker's relative that would show up. And it would be the co-worker's relative's kid that would show up. Okay, so this is really down the freaking train, okay? <laughs> really down the line. And my aunt would just freaking, you know, completely whore me out there. Like, he's he's a professional wrestler. Don't you want his autograph? Yeah, take a picture. Take the picture. And like, start like force feeding me down this kid. It's just like, what? I don't even watch wrestling. What? Um, you know, down, down. The, that's what this reminds me of. Stop yeah, but don't feeding poor Justin skills down people's throats. But don't want to say, Matt, take your shirt off, do a pose down, take some bumps, run the ropes. <laughs> you know. Yeah, same thing. It's the same thing. Uh, anyhow, uh, Kenny Omega versus Alan Angels. Who? Too freaking long. This was a long match. This is where they don't understand how to protect themselves. They don't protect themselves, but understand who they are. Oh, I'm, trying, I'm, trying, I'm getting somebody else over. Dude, you're supposed to be a main event star, dude. Yes. And I'm sorry, but you would not see Ro uh, Roman or Cena or any of the other top talents that have become top talents and have stayed top talents. Not because, oh, well, what do you want, to bury him? No, you don't have to bury him. But if that's the match, that's the story. That's what that kid understands going into that match. There's nothing bad about that. There's nothing wrong about that. That is how main event stars have got to be booked, though. Yeah, th not this, this. So this 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 dude that Kenny's fighting. I think he. I think where obviously they're filming it at the, at the we think at the at the at the wrestling school there in Georgia. This kid trained there, whatever. So so what? Yeah, right. Very nice if you want to help the kid out. He's on TV. But here's the thing. Right. Yeah, Kenny Omega. You're supposed to be like one of the pillars of this company is built on, and yes. Jericho and Shivani on commentary are 
just blatantly making fun of how they don't even know the kid's name. They're calling him by different names. And yet there was, I think, two false finishes. There if should be no – him. He can't yeah. beat him within 30 seconds. So they're jabroning him like that. What does that say that Kenny can't beat, end him right away? So next time Kenny's in a match with another main event star and that match is about the same time distance, let's say, what does that say for that other person? You got to be, you got to think these things through. I get it. This can't be everybody. We get everybody. Everybody gets over by if your show is over, no matter what their segment is on your show. If they have one second of airtime, if your show's over, they'll get over. That's how this works. Yeah. yeah. This, this was, this was a, this was a very. Attitude. Uh, so, sorry, uh, i.e., look at the Attitude Era. That's why we always ran rave about, or we rave about the Attitude Era, is because everybody from the opening act on was stars, because that show was over. Yeah, this was yeah. very, this was very disappointing decision making. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I did not get this at all. Um. So Kenny Omega won that via pinfall. Oh, this uh, vignette about Scorpio Sky. This was really good. Talking about his journey to yes. AEW. I like this Scorpio. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say Scorpio Star is a star. Scorpio, Scorpio, I'll get it one of these times. Scorpio Sky is a, uh, he's a star. He is definitely a star. I think we all see that and say and think that. He needs to become a singles act by himself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this was good. I mean, I think he's, yeah, awesome. he's definitely the biggest star of the group um, of SCU. Uh, Orange Cassidy with best friends versus Jimmy Havoc tonight. Orange Cassidy getting a win. Wait. Oh, with. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were. Okay. I thought you said yeah. three people versus one. I was like, wait, that's not what that's saw. <laughs> um, what do you think of this, though? Um, I like Jimmy Havoc. I mean, these guys in a match. Me too. Is good. I like, I like him now, too. Way. I like Orange Cassidy. I mean, anything with Orange Cassidy is instantly the most entertaining thing on TV at the time. I thought he was really good. Are we at a point where are you, you're, are you, are you, are you bored of the shtick yet? I actually kind of want him to lean harder into it, but what about you, Justin? I like the shtick. I'm not really in favor of putting like when I saw that he's gonna be in a match. I was th- I don't like he took a lot of heat. Like he like like I mean there was a lot of heat where he's just getting his ass beat. I don't know. I, I like the shtick, but I like to keep it to just like cameo spots and matches. I like him on the outside making cameos. I don't really like it when you put him in a match and then he's getting his ass beat for the for eighty percent of it. Granted, he got the win. He got like the sneak out win, but I I don't know. You don't think it means like. It, it comes more out of nowhere, though, because he's getting his ass kicked the whole match. And then out of left field, this dude's doing hurricane ranas and flying through the air out of nowhere. When you say it, Matt, and when you put it on paper, that makes total sense. I didn't feel it tonight, though. Like, I was just kind of yeah. like, I don't know. I didn't feel it. I, I just, I, I felt way more connected to him when he does the, the pop-ins, when he does a run-in gotcha. the match. Such as me. I do think... That's why showing how well he can wrestle and do a match is better saved. I mean, I, th- I think they could only do – I mean, Matt, talk about the ultimate gimmick. He could get away with doing that maybe twice a year, having like a real right. match. Right. You know, and showing what he's got. Um, so I don't know that this had to happen, but, I mean, good – you know, more him on TV is better than not. So, uh, you know, I'll take it. After the match – Havoc and Kip Sabian tried to beat up Orange Cassidy, but the best friends chased them off. Oh, MJF, MJF's uh, thing, man. He was working this on social media, talking about the depressing times, how awful things are, and why he hasn't been wrestling. Uh, he was alluding to this injury and recovery, and he had a sling tonight, and because uh, he has a severe hangnail, so. <laughs> which is great. There you go. <sighs> how you feeling about MJF, Stick, Matt? 
Eh. Okay, so that's wearing on on you a little bit. No, I like your stick. I didn't tonight. I wasn't. I didn't think it was great. Yeah, and MJF now has this thing where no one's ever going to buy. There's, I mean, and it's it's kind of like uh, the boy who cried wolf thing. MJF will never be taken seriously. Like the worst thing possible could happen to him, and you think he was working you, telling you the story. Yeah. It's true, but yeah, he doesn't need it either. He's not going to do it a lot. That's just that's got to be a weird thing to carry around in life to be known for that. Like, could you imagine, Matt, in the '90s, if you were like, if you were the guy that played Joe Isuzu, and you were trying to have a conversation with someone being honest, and they'd be like, "You're Joe, you're Joe Isuzu. Like your whole shtick is that you're a liar, that you're full of shit. Yeah. I can't take you seriously." Well, isn't it just yeah. like the, isn't it just like the same thing as what they portrayed with Kaufman? Kaufman ends up having cancer, and people are like, "Oh, you're not really dying, Andy. You just it's true a prank, you know." I think this is we're giving us way too much thought, but yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael Brown with a ten dollars super chat saying, "What if Bray wrestled Braun as Bray and not the Fiend right before Bray is pinned? Bo comes out dressed as the Fiend, takes Braun out, symbolizes that they're two separate entities. Love it, oh. book it." Yeah. So Bo's like the stunt double for the fiend. I mean, we don't Uh, say that it's Bo. Bo might have to kind of hunch over a little bit, maybe put on a couple pounds. Dude, this would be a a spot of a lifetime for him if it turns out this whole time the fiend was really not Bray Wyatt, it was Bo. It was his brother. Oh shit, I didn't even think about that. I was thinking this was like some stunt double shit, but holy crap. Dude, it would be insanity. People's heads would not ex- they would implode. Have we seen have we have we seen Bray take off the mask though? We've no, seen we I never have? Uh-uh. No. Oh shit. No we Okay, mark it down here. Uh April twenty second. April twenty second, twenty twenty, Michael Brown, the day he blew our minds, and then Matt just to flip that. Wow. <sighs> Let that sit in for a second. Before we talk about Lee Johnson versus Wardlow, now this was quick. Yeah. This is what Kenny Omega which is, versus which it should be. Been. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah, and Wardlow pulling out a new trick in his uh, repertoire. That that brutal spot. He's when he's holding with his hand. He's holding uh, Lee Johnson's Lee Johnson's prop up in the corner. He's holding him up like he's going to choke slam him, and then he just drops him and just knees to the face. It looked brutal. Great, great spot. If if you missed the match, go back and watch it. You know. Exactly what this is exactly what a squash match should be, you know, just yeah, power yep. moves, short and sweet, 90 seconds. Uh, speaking of Vince impressions tonight, Brody Lee talking to <laughs> a former football player. Oh, this was something. Uh, asking him how tall he is, how much he weighs. So, you sound like a hard worker, you haven't broken through, and having him uh, join the dark order at the end. Now, which, to be fit. To be fair, this was Vince Vince McMahon's very first conversation with me ever in life. Really? Was he walked into my chest, looked up, goes, "Holy, how tall are you, son? How old are you? What sports you play?" And I told him about the NFL Combine I had coming up, and then uh, got hooked up in the dumping up out of that. Wow. So there's some truth to it. There you go. Uh, and then we had Justin Law versus Brody Lee, with Brody Lee Brody. getting a pretty easy win here. I was popping. Even my wife, who doesn't really pay attention, went. That's like almost verbatim what he said to you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this popped huge. She's like, "That guy's awesome." <laughs> yeah, 
And this match was another squash match the way it should be. I don't know if I don't know if Kenny and them are trying to be different, but they, why couldn't they just follow this formula? With too many squash matches. No. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not too many squash matches. And plus a squash match on a smaller with a smaller guy versus a smaller guy is very different than a big mean SOB squash match versus a smaller guy. Very different. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Brody Lee looking at Marco Stunt towards the end, <clears throat> setting something up between them, and then backstage we had the best <laughs> friends and Orange Cassidy talking about Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford. Trent and uh, Taylor want Havoc and Sabian in a match. So next week we're going to have Marco Stunt versus Brody Lee. Semi-final matches, and Moxley's going to cut a promo. And then we had the Bubbly Bunch tonight, where uh, the inner circle doing the flim-flam dance with the wind getting a small bottle of hand sanitizer. Ah. <sighs> I like the, I like the little uh, note at the bottom of the screen. Not affiliated with TikTok. <laughs> it was good, Matt. What do you think of stuff like this? I mean, this is like making the most of downtime, right? Sure. It's all right. Yeah, it's funny. I laughed. Hey, uh, Matt Morgan. Is, Matt Morgan is not flim flaming or TikToking. I'll be on. Oh, my light went out. I I swear I I, I didn't think it was funny. I don't know. You're not going to do any TikTok challenges anytime soon, Matt? Oh, I will, but I definitely did not like pop for this. That's all. I understand. Uh, Dustin Rhodes with Brandy Rhodes at ringside versus Kip Sabian with Penelope Ford. This was a TNT championship tournament match. The stipulation was if uh, Dustin Rhodes lost, this was it. Kind of telegraphed how this was going to end. Uh, but what did you think of the match? I thought this was good. Yeah. What do you think about these stakes, though? I mean, did you think for a second that Dustin, this was going to be Dustin's last match? Um, no. Yeah. No. You do? No. I mean, that's that would be a pay per view, you know, not on free TV. Yes, I agree. But it doesn't hurt to dangle it out. There's no harm in dangling it out there. Oh, you're 100 percent right. I just don't buy it. You should start throwing that down next time you negotiate with Raj, Justin. Be like, if you don't give me that third of the Super Chat <laughs> money, tonight's my last Wrestling Inc. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. And then Raj and will then, be like, well, we've got to then, Yeah, and then he just lets me go, and then I try to pull a Drake Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> I get to have, like, X amount of podcasts to prove myself back. Oh, good Lord. It's just tone deaf to the times we're in. Anyhow, uh, Dustin's going to face Lance Archer in the next round of the tournament. Uh, but overall, this was a really watchable dynamite tonight. Uh, Jericho and uh, Tony Schiavone on commentary continue to be gold together. Um, yeah, this this was yeah. really good. I really liked it. Is it? I'm not trying to disrespect any other talents, but I'm sorry. Jericho on commentary for me is the. If you ask me, what's the high points of this show? That's what makes the show so good. Chris Jericho is one nonstop high spot of the uh, high point of the show. Like every match is good because he's talking about it. That's what I get disappointed sometimes when I listen to his podcast because I love Chris Jericho, the character, but Chris Jericho, yes. the person is not that all the time. Um, well, he do, he, he do, I'll say this about him though. He does a good job of making his guests feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like it, he, when he brings non-wrestling talents in, for instance, I, I, I listen to all of his podcasts usually. At least I did for a while. 
And um, he, he brings musicians in, people you normally wouldn't care about. But he does a decent job of getting who they are out there. Um, so it's a different, two different aesthetics, obviously. He's not going to be playing a shtick, a character on his own podcast. You yeah. can say the same thing about Austin. You pissed that Austin isn't, you know, uh, uh, stunning everybody on his episode? <laughs> that was Austin. what was it, the, the MJF uh, episode with Austin, where at the very end they went into kayfabe and started, like, trash-talking each other? That was that great. Was I love, that's how I really fell in love with MJF. Then, because I went to his YouTube and I saw that old video of him, of how he came up, and it was oh, supposed to be like his documentary. <laughs> and it was such a work. It was so well done. And I was like, this dude goes to hell and back to protect his gay fame. I love it. I love it. That documentary, they got to like TNT should give money to do like a just clean that up or reshoot some of it. But that could be like a half hour special. Like the story behind yes. MJF. The twist in that was so goddamn funny. Um, Wasn't it? It was so good. That's one of my favorite things I've seen in the last year, easily. He was in a stranger's house. Wasn't that what it yeah. came down to? Like, that was his house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was good. Uh, Robert Bills with Nothing. the super. Can, can, oh, can I just say something? If you're yeah. WWE, you had to have seen that. And if you had, you had to have seen that, how do you not sign the guy that did the video? Yeah. And say, come work for us. You're talented with a freaking handheld, and you came up with this, uh, these ideas. Because the guy who shot it, I have a feeling, because he does other documentaries, does a good job, too. I would have signed him. Yeah, no, I agree. It was very well done. Uh, Robert Bills, Buck 99, Wardlow just needs some new gear, and he's set. Um, Why? He showed, it shows they don't like the physique. What? They don't like the RVD gimmick? The RVD uh, singlet? <laughs> I guess I so. Guess. It, shows, it shows off his body. I don't know what, what you want. Because you, he should be in trunks. He's got a big upper body. He shouldn't be hiding. You want to see if he's got abs and shit. You want to see how big he is. Um, I, I see why they, why a guy's saying that. Usually yeah. when somebody wears a singlet, shorts, singlets like that, it's not a giant that wears that. Um, think about it. Uh, Sid wore, I believe Sid wore it for like a minute at some stop in his career. Never WWF or WCW. Yeah, Sid, it's Sid, Vicious, WCW? It's Sid Vicious in the early 90s. Yeah, he had a black one. There you go. For like uh, a minute, but it takes away from his length, is what I'm saying. In uh, my opinion, my two yeah. cents. Matt Purvis, five dollars. Why was the atomic drop never considered an illegal move? Also, what is one move you wish current wrestlers would bring back for him okay. to see a abdominal stretch? Okay, because the atomic drop is you're not hitting, hitting your nuts with the atomic drop, hmm. you're, you're, you're being hit on your tailbone, your butt bone. That's why everybody grabs their butt or their tailbone when they sell it and do that stupid little dance across the ring selling it yeah what move matt what was if, the other you, one? if you could bring back uh, an illegal move or uh, current wrestlers like an old move they'd bring back they don't do i don't want to go illegal. i don't want to play any thought into it i'll just say the sleeper hold should come back okay. i like the sleeper stand by that you can as a little kid i i pulled that off in a real fight once Really? I'm being dead serious. Well, you yes, actually like put somebody to sleep in a real fight? I ended up choking around and everybody came and like pulled me off him. Oh shit. Guy, let me tell you, this kid was like three years older and he had it coming. <laughs> Damn. Um, that's like that's like the stuff of urban legend. Like people must have spoken, you must have been known like throughout the county. It was like, don't mess with that Matt Morgan guy. He put a guy to sleep once, choked him out. I will make it worse for you, okay? 
this guy was trying to he, he was a bully uh his name was i'm not gonna say his last name, his, his, name, was Dave. His, name his first name was jason i'll say that all right so jason blah 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 um was what was he he was he was in eighth grade and we were in, we were in sixth grade so there was a very big disparity between him and everybody else this dude i got a mustache you know <laughs> the rest of us are still prepubescent i was just super tall that was about it anyways um I remember to try to show him like I wasn't scared of him. What he's got to look forward to at 3 p.m. with me because that's what was supposed to happen, which oh, was at yes. a fight at the path. Um, that's what this place was called. It was called the path. <laughs> Love that. At Fairfield Woods, at Fairfield Woods Middle School. All right, this is all legit. And I think because I'm such a wrestling nerd, and I don't know what I was thinking, but I showed up to school with my Jake the Snake Roberts, um, my Jake the Snake Roberts doll, uh, action figure. And my Brutus the Barber beefcake wrestling figure. And I took them like everywhere, every class. And if I ran into them in the hallway, I was going to show them like either the DDT or a sleeper hold. <laughs> Take your pick. I swear to God. And I'd say it smoothly like that at all, but that was the intent. And all my friends were like, oh, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be great. Because again, wrestling was king at the time. And uh, sure enough, fight breaks down. This guy starts freaking swinging. I still, you know, just no punching for with my brother and how to take hits and stuff. That's about it. So I take a couple of his punches and I finally get into him and then um, knock him on the ground. And then I just jump on his back and just and lock that thing in. Damn. And then uh, lock it in. We're on the ground. He's on top of me with like this. And then um, that was it. He started to, uh, uh, like, you know, make this weird. I don't want to make this sound worse than it is, obviously. But he started making a weird noise. And then all the kids came out and they broke it up then. Walked wow, out. it's like a three so, o'clock high situation. The moral there's multiples of those. Oh my god, I'm <laughs> so many of those. So many, dude. It was, yeah, it was bad. Like, our school was awesome, but there was a lot of like this place you can go to and have these fights because it the was path. off school. The path was off school campus, technically. It was only a block or two away. It was always a the, and, it was not like there was always yeah. the path for us. It was like the bike racks. I'll meet you at the bike racks at three o'clock. Yes. Yeah, the path though for sure it was called the path. I had no and, idea. Um, so really quick, the moral of the story is I went with Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Obviously, <laughs> that's what he got. <laughs> I had no idea such shenanigans were happening in Fairfield County, Connecticut. It was crazy. Did not, but like, dude, fighting was there was a lot of it, so much of it. But they always would be broken up. No. I will say that. Justin, you ever see the movie Three O'clock High? No. Yes. Mm-hmm. Super yes. slept on. One of the best 80s teen films nobody talks about. And every kid knows that. Even me, the kid who just said he had that kind of a situation. Like Every kid knows sweating that feeling. Yeah. Oh, oh God, this guy wanted the bully wants to fight. This sucks. You know what I mean? Your whole day is ruined. Yes. And you're really sweating it. Robert Bill saying the path, the next AEW pay-per-view. You know? <laughs> 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 Matt, I'm surprised you went to college. I'm surprised you didn't get yourself in like a real life blood sport situation. You know, go go to Asia, put like a Frank Dukes, start getting you know, and uh, some mixed martial arts you fights. You apparently didn't read uh, the best of the badass issue of Playboy magazine when I was with TNA. I think it was 2009. They did a story about what happened with my story when I was in college. Really? I was done. I, I had no more NCAA. Um, what's the word? Eligibility left. Yeah, but I had to go back for my super senior year because I lost credits from transferring from Mama to Chaminade. So I'm bouncing at a strip club in the summer times, uh, Deja Vu Strip Club in Waikiki Beach, and I was like my third week there on shift, and um, 
the owner, uh, whatever the hell he is, manager, my boss. All right, brings me in the kitchen. He's like, "Hey, he's like, Matt, these guys wanted to talk to you. They've been, they've been, they've been staring at you all night." I was like, "I don't know what to think of that." So, in walks these guys, like all wearing suits, super professional looking, not like intimidating, but just like super rich. And uh, they're like, "Hey, kid, you want to make some money?" I'm like, sure. <laughs> "That's what I'm doing here." And uh, they're like, "Have you ever, have you ever fought before?" I'm like, "Well, yeah, everybody has, I'm sure, at some point or another." They're like, no, like professionally or anything like that. I'm like, no. Like, do you have any training? Like, no. They're like, well, you're huge. Would you want to do this? And I'm like, sure. I don't know what I'm getting myself into. They just told me how much they'd pay me. So long story short, they say, meet us back here next uh, uh, next weekend, I think it was. So I don't know what to expect. So I show back up. I'm in a, I go back to Deja Vu. It wasn't open because it was during the daytime. And um, I meet them out front. I'm supposed to be meeting them out front. And a freaking limo comes up, dude. I'm not joking. I'm not making this up. You all can look this up in Playboy magazines. It's called uh, Best of the Badass. And your boy here was number one in wow. that issue um, because of the story. So anyways, I get taken away in this limo. No joke. With double-sided uh, uh, tints. I can't see out. So now I'm going, oh, boy. What am I getting myself into here? Because I'm, I'm in Hawaii. I don't really know what could be happening. Is somebody mad at me? I'm dating a local girl because a lot of times they're not, they weren't necessarily always cool with that sometimes. I don't know what to expect. So I finally, um, should I be counting? What should I be doing? There's no cell phones at this time, by the way. So I'm nervous. So I uh, eventually the car stops. Uh, I'm still sitting in there while the car's parked for like a good five minutes. But you can hear, you can hear people like cheering and making all this crazy noises. I finally, the door opens and I see this, all these dudes that look just like I saw in that kitchen that night, all these like city slicker dudes look with all these suits on, maybe like 50 of them. All right. And uh, they're all like hundreds in their hands and dollars in their, like, like money and cash in their hands. You could see and they're placing bets. Dude, this is legit a fight. Like of just people of different backgrounds. Yeah. I, I still don't know. I still don't know this yet. So I slow, so I'm like, oh crap. So I see all these people, these so-called spectators wearing these suits, staring at me from inside the car as the door opens. So I'm like, I better make like, oh shit, I'm about to fight, obviously. This is what this, this would bring me here to do. So I slowly step out of the car as slow as I could and go into total wrestling mode. That's why I knew I was always destined to wrestle, for real. There's another example of it. So I get out really slow and like unfolding myself as slow as possible so that I keep standing up and I get taller and taller yeah, and taller yeah. and bigger. And I'm 340 point, uh, pounds at least at this point. I'm my biggest. I'm a monster here. Much bigger than I was when I was a wrestler. All right. I had to cut down to become a wrestler. Keep that in mind. All right. And I've been up to 382 pounds in my career uh, before my wrestling career. So anyway, so I'm a monster at this point. So I, I'm unfolding all that purposely on slowly on purpose because I know I'm about to fight. And I'm like, all I got right now is intimidation factor because I don't even know who the hell I'm fighting. Next thing I know, it's it's me versus uh, one of the local one of the local guys I've never seen before. And um, big, big 300-pound uh, selling guy. And, uh, and so, ding, ding. <laughs> I'm in the middle of this, and we're, we have to start fighting each other. And I don't know any of the rules. I don't know anything. So I'm mounting on this guy. I'm mounted, and I'm striking. Bah, 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 bah. He's not knocking out. He's not going to sleep. This dude's just taking it. All right. Now he's getting, he's, he's a bloody pulp. Okay. But he's not, it's it's not finishing. Okay. Next thing I know, I feel this huge, like, um, 
stream of like uh, heat coming out of like my temple. Dude took a rock off the ground and hit me in the side of the temple with it. Shit. And and I'm like, what the? So anyway, so I lose it, and I end the fight. And um, but like afterwards, I'm leaving. I'm like, guys, you didn't tell me any rules. You didn't tell me anything goes. And that's what this gimmick was. It was if you could find anything down on the ground to hit one another with, you could. Jesus. This is all documented. Feel anybody look it up? Uh, Playboy or no? Sorry, I'm sorry. Penthouse Magazine, oh, Best of ooh. the Badass Edition. Look that up. Um, it's all legit. And um, I was able to do this because I was no longer an NCAA student, so therefore I was allowed to be paid to do something like that. Because when you're an NCAA student, you weren't allowed to have jobs at the time unless in the summers. That was about it. Wow. Well, that Crazy, took a right? turn I wasn't expecting. Yeah, Jesus, man, you need to write a book, dude. Like, like, like this. I did, you should just. I, be... I, I, I did it three times. Wow. Wow. Well, that is something. Um, now NXT feels so like every, a letdown. When everybody, talk about compared to when everybody so whenever I'm just one of the many. So when everyone says like wrestlers can't fight, please. I'll say I'm good. I've been to Waikiki three times. <laughs> it was never that violent. That didn't happen. <laughs> no. That didn't happen. So the oh, so the moral story of what was happening is all those people were there gambling on this. They're gambling on who was going to win: this seven-foot monster guy that no one's ever seen, or the the three-hundred-pound monster local, uh, the small guy that freaking good lord he was I'm just, I'm just like picturing like Django Unchained, like Mandingo fighting. Like this is insane. Dude, try being in the back of a limo that's double-sided tents and going, what did I get myself into? I'm never going to see Larissa again. I remember being really nervous about this. Wow. Wow. Well, NXT is not going to be that interesting. And NXT was all right tonight, but Jesus, Matt, you really just uh, mic dropped with that story. Um, what do we got to talk about? Oh, Velveteen Dream. Uh, Finn Balor got attacked backstage. So Velveteen Dream came out and uh, then... Undisputed Era came out. They disavowed any involvement with Finn Balor. Uh, Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong attacked Velveteen Dream. That set up the main event for tonight. Keith Lee came out and made the save. Um, Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox versus Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Matt, this was a good match. I hate that name. I hate, I hate that name. I hate that name. Which one? Shotzi. I don't like Shotzi's name. <laughs> She's been going that by that forever. Uh, I know her. Uh, the guy that was one of my best friends who I was in a band with, who was the best man at my wedding, has been doing a horror movie podcast with her for like years. Uh, so I've known about her forever. That's why I'm such okay. a mark for her. But yeah, she's she's been using that name. I'm, I don't think that's her last name or her real last name, but she's been using Shotzi Blackheart for quite some time now. It's good they're letting her use it in WWE. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyhow, uh, right. Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota. All right. It was good. Yeah, it was good. I'm liking Raquel Gonzalez. This was good. Uh, I, I do too, but I really like Tegan Knox. Now I like her more. And I still don't get why they did like a 35-part story on her. Why is this like stone? Nope. Uh, my phone's about to sh- Oh. Nope. Matt said too much about what went down in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jesus wild. Christ, Justin. 
Like you never told me a story like that. It's just like Christ. People, people go back, watch, just watch and pay attention to the look on Justin and my faces when Matt busts out with that story of just like this is not what we were expecting, just wrapped with attention. Um that escalated quickly. <laughs> it's like uh Ron Burgundy and the news crew after they just had the uh back alley brawl with all the other news teams. Wow, that escalated quickly. I killed a man. I saw that, Brian. <laughs> you should probably lay low. <laughs> Just thinking like this is going to get subpoenaed. Like somehow right. re- reopen a case. Uh, uh, oh, no. oh, oh, Raj is definitely giving us some super chat money if this has to go in front of a court or something. You know, <laughs> if this, if this, is, if this, is, if this is evidence uh, exhibit C, then we're definitely getting something. We'll be calling your Red Hot Chili Peppers lawyer. That's what we'll be doing. <laughs> so someone in my band, not me, when we signed the deal with them, I was like, wait, so we give you 3%? And if I get like arrested drunk driving or accused of murder, you'll represent me? It was like, no, you idiot. I'm your music business attorney. I'm your contract <laughs> lawyer. I'm not gonna come, I'm not gonna come Johnny Cochran for your ass. But <laughs> you get in trouble with the law. Yeah. <laughs> There are different areas of practice. Anyhow, uh, hopefully Matt will be back. Tion saying the guys in the guys in the suits just shut down his feed. <laughs> Rondo Gonzalez, Kumite, the Matt Morgan story. It's the guys that it's the guys that have been uh, kidnapping people in the parking lot of Full Sail. Yeah, you know, they tried to get Fantasmo. They got they've gotten uh, Joaquin Wild. Those are those are the guys that are pulling up and taking Matt Morgan. They're taking them to this, cock, this cockfighting ring. Oh, man, dude, like. Similar to the Champa Gargano thing, actually, actually, dude, I don't know how NXT would pull that off, but if there was like some unsanctioned WWE fights at a different location, I mean, I'm telling you, man, now that Lucha Underground's off the air, like just lean into it. Let's do some really different stuff. That's the stuff that yeah. people pop for. Yeah, WWE's version of Fight Club. Yeah, seriously. See, well, I've when, seen that movie. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, reference. Fight Club. Everyone's oh, every, well, every, yeah. Everybody's seen Joe's. Every, like, <laughs> Everybody's of a certain age, I'm Jaws more than the Goonies. Like Goonies, I'll see. The reason with Goonies with Raj is because he's the exact right age. Like that movie was made for people that were nine and ten years old when Raj and Matt and I were nine and ten years old. Yeah, it's like uh, like Space Jam when you were a kid. Like you've seen Space Jam, right? Yeah. Or Jumanji. Yes. I've seen Space Jam. Yeah. Yeah, but you were the right age for those movies when they came True. out. You were the target audience. True. True. Yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Ruckus 780 saying, I'm looking like the poor man's Kevin Owens. Yeah, with the hair. Yeah, I'll, hey, I'll take it. Can you dude, speak French? I, I, you know what's funny, dude? I took French and Spanish in junior high and high school, and I don't remember any of it. I think, you know, I can ask where the library is. That's uh, about as good as it gets. Um, I can do uh, Bonjour, je m'appelle Justin. Well, there you go. You can introduce yourself. Um, anyhow, uh, so after Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai won that match, we saw that video of Drake Maverick. See, wh- why don't they just have a fight club where people can get their their spot back on the roster? You were like, oh, let's have a tournament. You know, they cut talents. You know, one of the best one one of the gimmicks was so intriguing that that didn't last very long, uh, and it actually was the predecessor to the best gimmick he had was before Wade Barrett did the bad news Barrett gimmick. When they brought him back from one of his injuries, it was the bare knuckle brawler, and they showed the oh, vignettes yeah. of him, like you know, just. And I was like, "It's like this could be a hard thing to protect. It's kind of like a brawl for all thing. It's a hard thing to protect in a pro wrestling world." But damn, he looked and made the part interesting, but it just obviously didn't last. 
Uh, so we had Drake Maverick versus Jake Atlas tonight. Um, that being said, okay, take away all the speculation is what's real and what's not. This was a really good match, and I think Drake looked good, but I have to say Atlas looked fantastic, especially with that cartwheel DDT at the end. Yeah, that that was um, that was, I, I mean, I always pop for things that, I, and I'm 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 certainly not the the person to say that. Like, I watch every wrestler around the world, so I know as soon as I say I've never seen that, somebody's going to say it was done in Tokyo and, and whatever, whatever, whatever year, whatever, whatever match. But that was really impressive, and yeah, I, I started googling Jake Atlas, trying to get the background on him, and uh, he. He very much impressed me in a match where we're focused on Drake, given the circumstances we've touched on. Jake Atlas had me grab my phone, Googling him, trying to find out more. I saw him twice last summer, uh, including in a match against Jungle Boy in South San Francisco. Um, yeah, and I i mean, he's great. Mm-hmm. I own a Jake Atlas t-shirt. I think uh, he's a star. I'm actually surprised because he is so different than the usual WWE or even NXT recruit as of late. I'm actually was surprised he got signed, but I'm very glad for him. And I think tonight he got over in a major way. Um, he looked fantastic. We'll see what happens with Drake, but uh, yeah, thought Jake had a really, really good showing tonight. And I highly recommend watching this match, especially that DDT at the end. Yeah, that DDT was, was fire. Uh, we got a look, a video package of the feud between Damian Priest and Keith Lee. It was good, a uh, good package. And then we had Kushida versus Tony Nice in the cruiserweight tournament with Kushida picking up a win. Um, I mean, they let these guys just really go for it tonight. Yeah, it, it, it did not feel like a micromanage NXT. It felt like a very much just kind of, here it is. Here's your time. Here's what's going over. Surprises. I <laughs> was kind of feeling to it. It did not have a micromanaged WWE feel to it. Uh, NXT definitely had the better bell to bell action versus AEW. But as we'll get to, I ended up letting myself down. NXT let me down, but maybe I did it in my own head. NXT let you down in a small way, but maybe I maybe I did it to myself. But continue. Did, did did you fantasy book yourself into a corner? Well, so we didn't touch on this, but they start like they started NXT by doing like the recap of where all the major stories are. Yeah, and then we and then they recap us with you know the very good um, you know little small debut of Killer Cross and what we assume is Scarlet with you know attacking Ciampa, and then we start off with Finn's. There's been something backstage, and Finn's not going to be able to compete. Like so, it really just they started with that great chaotic like who done it? Who, you know, who, who's the mystery attacker? What's going on? You got to stay tuned till the very last second of the show. So I'm, maybe I just did it in my head, but I just figured mm. you're coming off what you did last week. I'm figuring we're going to get some glimpse of another attack from Aguila Cross or at least a, a, some new words and a new promo or what's going on with Finn. And granted, that whole thing with Finn might have been because Finn's uh, overseas. But I, th- that's the thing with NXT. I, in my head, I kind of disappointed it because I built up what I thought I was going to see. Welcome back, Matt Morgan. Sorry, my battery died. We thought the men in the limo cut your feed because you said too much. We did. <laughs> um, I will say NXT, it's kind of become a running joke now how bad their security is. I mean, back since today, Tommy got attacked in the parking lot before that takeover many years ago. I mean, they just, so Finn, I didn't think we were going to get a payoff to that tonight because it just seems like, I don't think they've even paid off a lot of the last attacks. It's just kind of left it to your imagination as to who the culprit was. Yes. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. Oh. Just to get to go back for a second. What did you think of Jake Atlas's cartwheel DDT he did uh, in that match with Spud at the end, or with uh, Drake at the end? Wild. 
wild. Yeah. I loved it. I thought that was crazy athletic. Yeah, Matt, I, Matt, I just said to Glenn, I, I'm, I'm sure somebody will correct me and say that it was done in this match and this match in Tokyo yeah. or whatever, but I've never seen that before. I've never seen that spot. Personally, I haven't either, and I guess I'm sure it's been done in a video game. I'm sure it's been done by friggin' somebody, like you said, in Japan, GDT Pro Wrestling or something. Look, if it ain't done on national television, it don't count. That's what yeah. I was told when I first started my career. Um. So we had that Timothy Thatcher promo with Matt Riddle. Uh, Matt Riddle looks like he's still celebrating 420 tonight on NXT. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's not as good as with, with Pete Dunn. But what did you think of uh, his chemistry with Timothy Thatcher tonight in that promo? Uh, that's what I keep thinking. It's not as good as Tim Dunn, uh, or Dunn rather. Yeah. That's all yeah. I keep thinking when I watch it. So next week they're going to have uh, something going on. Oh, uh, Karrion Cross and his mystery lady friend tonight. Um, we saw flashes of their attack against Tommaso Ciampa. Now they did confirm this was Scarlet. They didn't say Scarlet Bordeaux, just Scarlet, but Karrion Cross, uh, as was pointed out last week. So what do you think of uh, this promo and this, this build, Matt? Good, very good. Well done. Yes. Justin, how are you feeling about Karrion Cross? I'm excited for the duo. Like I said, I just in my mind I built up that they would be a bigger part of tonight's episode, given the attack on Champa last week. So I kind of was really amped up for NXT this week, thinking I was going to get more than what I did. So maybe I did it to myself. Like he thought, he thought like same with me. I thought like we'd get like the lights would go out, music yeah. would hit, he and her would be in the ring for cutting and ring pro or something big like that. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Well, this was a pleasant surprise that we had dinner with Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae tonight. Uh, talking about NXT, talking about all they've given to NXT, and they're going to be the first married couple to reign over NXT as the NXT champion and NXT women's champion. Uh, Candice with a new hairstyle. Johnny even more with this attitude. Uh, Matt, I know you're not the biggest Johnny Gargano fan, but what did you think of this tonight? Man, Raj would say he was there. It was all right. I, I don't care one way or the other, if I'm being honest. Uh, I could see them with Cross and Scarlet. I mean, that seems like that's going to yes. be the feud. That's where it's going to yes, go. Yes, but, but, but won't that be baby? I mean, would that be um, Well, yes, but I think, though, because honestly, I think it's going to be used for Cross and Scarlet to to go over and, and get the win. So I don't think it matters if there's no baby face in the match. I think it's going to be you know, badass versus badass. <laughs> now you're also you're also in front of no crowd. Uh, I, but I do think even if they're in front of a crowd, I think. Uh, oh, good point. You know, Johnny and Candice have, have made themselves these these devilish heels. There's a certain cool factor to Cross and Scarlet being the new people coming in with hype. So, I think if you know, it's it's certainly not a white, you know, certainly not a what's the the, the white bread. White meat white, baby face. White meat baby face. Thank you. Yeah. It's not a. It's not a white meat baby face versus a traditional heel. It's two guy. It's two entities that are that are both got like a heel aspect. But I think you don't have any crowd there, so you can kind of bend the rules. And I think if you had to pick who is cool. who's on what side, I think you have the cross and Scarlet being the new. It won't cool. matter without yeah. fans there to boo or cheer. It doesn't matter. Actually, it's a great yeah. call. They yeah. could get away with this. So we had uh, Jesse Camilla versus Mia Yim tonight. Uh, this is a little bit of a match, but with Mia Yim picking up a win. Good. And then this after. Is good Mia, yeah. Go ahead, continue. Oh, I was going to say, well, yeah, it was great for Mia, but what was even better 
was uh, Charlotte Flair coming out. Uh, Charlotte giving her the backhanded compliment, talking about their history, the first match they had together, and now she's going to give Mia this chance. Um, I mean, what did you think of uh, not just the match, but the promo, Matt? This was good. Mia Yim, this level she should be at. Yeah, I'm a big Mia Yim fan. I think this will be good. Um, and I like that they're not rushing uh, what's happening with uh, Io Shirai and uh, Charlotte too fast. So we're going to get this before. Um, so after that, oh, uh, vignette of uh, Robert Stone with Chelsea Green. Loved it. Funny. Yeah, this was good. They keep building it up. And then we had another Cruiserweight title tournament match, Jack Gallagher versus uh, Phantasma tonight. Cool is he Jack Gallagher? Yeah, looking really different than uh, my mental picture of him was. I was a big fan of his. I, I loved his work, actually. I thought he was very different, had his own character, looked different than everybody else. I'm always a fan of that. If you have somebody that looks different than the rest of them and wrestles different on top of it, shoot, usually sky's the limit. That dude was good when he was first called up. I don't know what they did with him to cool him off like that to the point where I forgot all about him until tonight. Yeah, yeah. He's, got the, he's got the added tattoo, so he's got he's, he's starting to uh, darken or edge up his look. Uh, but yeah, this was a good match. But yeah, gentleman Jack, gentleman Jack with the the gritty edge, I like it. Uh, we saw after the match uh, footage that happened earlier in the week where some people tried to kidnap Phantasma uh, the same way that Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wilde had been uh, abducted, but Phantasma fought them off. So uh, there was that. And then we had the main event, which was the Velveteen Dream and Keith Lee versus the Undisputed Era. This was good. This really was good. I thought this was excellent. Yeah, they did a lot of things to make it a big deal that uh, Velveteen Dream, you know, he doesn't have Finn. And then he's got Keith Lee, but then now Keith doesn't have Keith Lee. So, he's, you know, he's in a Dexter handicap situation. Yeah. yeah, you get Dexter. I mean, like, you know, and then Dream ends up uh, uh, pinning Adam Cole. So, I mean, you know, the business was accomplished. I, but again, I will say, as I said earlier, and watching this in real time, I just, I don't know, I just, I was thinking some other ending was going to happen. Uh, but nonetheless, looking at it for just what it was, what they gave us, this is fine. You know, Dream is getting, they're getting back on the Dream train as they should be and, and lining him up for where he needs to go. And him and Dexter Loomis, that's a pairing I never thought I would see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jim and Cinto Gomez, 499, saying, and no pile drivers are no known WWE, but Phantasma, Ken Cuerno's former pile driver finisher was cool as hell, probably never seen before. WWE. Um, he couldn't wait to say that. He could not wait to say, but Phantasma slash King. Thanks for taking it off, Glenn. Sorry. King Cuernos. He couldn't wait to say that. He was so excited to say that. <laughs> Matt just people. He watches more. He watches more wrestling than the rest of us. He knows about the inside wrestling shows that we don't know about. We just watch. We just watch. Um, so if you want to get roasted by Matt Morgan, uh, toss some money at the super chats uh, while we're doing. I'll show you guys. You got Raj stuck on that Raj. I'm gonna ruin all your super chats. Raj Gary just keeps diving into the super chat money, Scrooge McDuck style. Um, I'm just fine. Yeah. Uh, so both both shows were were good tonight. I mean, the Drake thing still kind of. I don't know how I feel about that, but. Uh, both these shows were good. If you wanted better bell-to-bell wrestling, watch NXT. If you wanted like more features on characters, watch AEW. I, I thought AEW show was better. 
Hmm. I, I personally did. I, I, I didn't, again, they're side by side. I have them both now set up. I think I told you guys this about a month or so ago, maybe a month and a half ago. I set it up with a screen by screen. And I'm telling you, AEW holds my attention more. I've got to really pay attention to NXT to make sure I'm not missing anything. And I've got to like train myself to do it because and then I get pissed that I miss something on AEW because I'm doing it. Yeah, so I have, always wins for me. Always. I always have one on the TV and then one on my iPad with one AirPod in. So I've got one ear on one and one ear on the other. And I just switch back and forth depending Holy on crap. uh wow. Well, Glenn, let me ask you. So the last two weeks, NXT has beat AEW. Each week, the margin has been a little bit wider. Does NXT beat AEW again this week? I think this Drake thing, and again, whether it was planned or not, um, I think this Drake thing is, is going to get some eyeballs. Uh, and I think the uh, the cross-scarlet yeah. thing, yeah, I could see them pulling out a third straight win this week. But I don't know if the margin is going to be that yeah. much wider. I do agree with that. I think they'll have more eyeballs on them because – what was really built up for AEW this week? Yeah, the, the main event was Dustin versus Sabian for that in the finals, and which no, yeah, no, or not the finals, but the, the main event uh, to go who goes to semifinals. Yeah. yeah. Uh, quickly before we wrap, do we have any news stories to hit? One story. We'll do one real quick. Uh, obviously, for you sports fans, Rob Gronkowski coming out of football retirement, yes. he's going to go to the Tampa Bay Bucks. And it should also be noted, Rob Gronkowski is still your WWE 24-7 champion. So all kinds of jokes are flying across social media about uh, this. Uh, WWE has officially put out a statement, uh, put out a, a tweet. So they are acknowledging and kind of le- leaning into the fun of this, which is they said congratulations to Rob Gronkowski, the current WWE 24-7 champion on his return to football. Per the rules of the 24-7 title, Gronk must defend his championship at all times at any location. He could celebrate a touchdown pass from Tom Brady, and they tagged Tom in it. Anytime, anywhere. So, WWE even noting that they could have some they fun. They wrote that? They did. Having some fun with That's us. That's so smart. Very smart. Yes. And I'm sorry, but I would throw as much money as to- at Tom Brady as humanly possible to get hmm. him to go along with this and just quickly bit him. Yeah, and think about this. You know, WWE and AEW, but WWE, they're, they're in this closed set situation. And we've, we've noted in our in over the weeks, there's things they've been able to pull off when you're in a closed set situation where you can tape and edit things right, you can't right. do in front of a live crowd. Right, right. More than likely, if the NFL plays, and let's hope they do, if the NFL plays, it's probably going to be in an empty stadium situation, more than likely. And so if that happens, you now have a close – An hour and a half away. You have an hour and a half away, that's it. Right, you have a closed set situation. What's to stop our truth from in a post – game show uh, trying to roll up and schoolboy Rob Gronkowski and on, on, on a game that's aired on Fox. Like the, the possibilities are there now. I, I, I would throw as much again, I would get Tom I, somehow, I know he won't do it, but I would do whatever it took to get Tom Brady to do it and pay him whatever the hell he wants to roll him up schoolboy like pre, pre, pre-game warm-ups or something where it's safe. You know what I mean? You know what he's going to get hurt. No injuries could happen. But still, they have footage of Tom Brady doing this and a double their championship. And a WWE ref who who was dressed to look like an NFL ref comes out of nowhere and just counts the yeah, three. Oh, the so oh, dude, you can set that up so many ways. You can have somebody in uniform. You can have somebody pretending they're on the box. Yeah, and it's really the ref. Right. It's uh, and there's there's no better team for Gronkowski to go to. He's staying if he needs to be in Florida to film stuff at the PC. Oh, it doesn't change. It won't change anything. I don't think it will change anything. That's great. Except. Except the Bucks, I could see say, 
saying something like, hey, you got to like, it's like the motorcycle clause, right? Like you can't sign a contract and part of your deal is you can't go buy a motorcycle with a lot of these uh, pro athletes out there. Some of them, it's in their deals. I could see the Bucks saying, all right, listen, we get this whole little cute WWE shtick you're doing, but uh, <laughs> I'm paying you a lot of money. So uh, yeah, you're not going to be playing it. You're not going to be an every down tight end. We're going to look for you in the red zone, but we're not taking any chances because you got hurt a ton at the end. That's why he had to retire. He got, his body broke down. As good as he looks, his body did break down at the end of his New England run. That's why he had to retire. They're going to use him as red zone threats, and it's going to open up so much to um, what the dudes, there's like three dudes' names there that are going to eat, eat mega touchdowns because of this. They're, they're their wide receiver and their other tight end, actually. Evans and the... Evans, or what's the other one? Oh, no, Mally. Um, he's well, they, they have OJ Howard, who I imagine is going to be gone now, though. I'm sorry. Why? I think he'll be there. No, you think they'll keep? Think think he'll keep? Yes. I still think he'll be the – I think – I'm being serious. I think he'll be the every down, okay. uh, more or less, and I think Gronk will be that red zone threat. Um, or they line up, too. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Gronk – I mean, just not to make this football – Gronk's an amazing – dude, Gronk actually tr- transferred in the middle of his high school career here into the Pittsburgh area, and I, like I said, I run a, a high school sports network. Gronk played briefly here in the in, in, in Pittsburgh in high school, man. And, and this dude, you got to watch him in person to believe it, especially when he's at that age, when he's at age eighteen, playing with other 16, 17, 18 year olds. It was it was it was just unfair seeing him in person. Hmm. Well, so is he still going to do stuff with the WWE? How are they going to balance this? Well, I mean, WWE still has them. Like, like, but Matt's right. There's there's probably going to be. Also, keep in mind when WWE was eyeing to have Gronk do something this year in twenty twenty. There was a big eye on SummerSlams in New is in Boston. There was a big potential there. Now is SummerSlam going to happen in Boston? If they did, now Gronk's a heel in Boston. He's not a babyface. So I mean, I, I think this brings a whole new dynamic, a whole new dynamic of how they can use him. That if safely they can use him yeah. in some fun crossovers. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in the NFC. The NFC is uh, predominantly aired on Fox, and in the in the AFC is predominantly aired on CBS. Fox obviously is a partner now with WWE, so there's a huge opening to do some stuff here. There you have it. We will see what happens. Um, anything else we didn't cover tonight? Or th- uh, we got just quick super chats. Uh, I'll save that one. John Good just pointing out. Justin said that if he lost, he would retire. We mentioned that earlier. That's why. Uh, but I don't think that was. I don't think that drew people into that. I think everyone knew that this was not going to be Dustin's last match. Uh, but Sumed B wants to know, Matt, if you had to choose one person most crucial in your wrestling career to induct you into the Hall of Fame, who would it be? Can we talk about how many he just gave? How much does that say? Oh, that's like 100 uh, rupees? Ruby? How much, that that, rupees? How, how much of that goes to me? Let me see here. 100. Uh, As if I'm getting my symbols huh. right. Career to induct you to Hall of Fame, who would it be? Um, it's not that much money, Matt. If I'm, if I'm correct, on what the, the, the currency is dollar thirty one. Yes, because I ain't going into it. I never thought of it, but um, let me think though. Who would it be if I had to? Kurt Angle, maybe. Um, maybe. Also, yeah, Kurt, Kurt. Would be good. I mean, more of the connection. I know Hogan was someone you looked up to longer. You know what? Yeah, Hogan. There you go. Thank you. Yes. Uh, well, there you have it, folks. Uh, we're going to be back here on Friday night to talk about SmackDown. Me, Matt Morgan, Justin Labar. And it'll be here before you know it because time has no meaning anymore. We're just living in this uh, 
surreal yeah, yeah, yeah. landscape. It just flies, but it flies by faster. That's the weirder part. Like they say, time gets goes by quicker when you're older. Time goes by really fast when you're uh, yes, at it home. Does. Really fast. Yes, it does. Uh, so Matt, you got, you, uh, you want to plug nope. the up live thing? You good? You got anything? I'm good. I got okay. too many people. I'm good. Too many people. Good problem. Champagne problems. Uh, on that note, we'll catch you back here Friday. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay sane. We'll see you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.